0: Hey, Craig.
1: in the first half well this for is for you to easy. feel like they're going to win the game
0: this is pretty easy right so they uh in the last what is it like the last three games against uh against uh pac-12 competition they've given up 38 unanswered points right isn't something like that or
1: 38 38 points 38 points in the USC. second half
0: Right, 38 points in the second half against Utah, 38 points in the well, second half. The last USC game,
1: they gave up 35 in the first quarter.
0: Right. So, and then so, uh, so Oregon, USC, did the same they've thing. given
1: up 38 in the second half. Uh, they gave, thir- but but USC was after Oregon. So, USC went 35 okay. in the first quarter. Yeah, there we
0: go. Okay.
1: So, anyway, and then I think the answer is clear. Utah they would have to have a lead of went 39 30, points. Eight in the second half, whatever.
0: They would have to have a 39-point lead in the first half. That's yes. what it would have to be. I mean, that's an easy one to answer. You thought you were going to stump me with that one. You thought you were going to get some sort yeah. of rhetorical answer. It's no, bar. it's very it's very concrete. 39 points will yeah, do the I thought, trick.
1: I thought maybe we could discuss it more, but it's very... <laughs> 39 points will this do is the actually, trick.
0: This actually has a logical answer. Good Lord. The fuck, Craig? Ugh. <sighs>
1: Well, He's this is Podcast me. Versus Everyone. I'm Craig Powers. With me as always, Jeff Nusser, trying Hello. to find my mouse so I could click it see. It's episode 132. <laughs> um, it is 132. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to find my mouse. Like I have, I have like the double screens, and and I when, yes. whenever we record, I push my laptop farther back on my desk so I can put my mic in front of my face. Yeah, yeah. And so that kind yeah. of messes yeah. up the you know the orientation of my screens. Yes. So yes. I, when I'm trying to go between them, so and but that also had double meaning for you, Jeff. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. You, yeah. You we had to, <laughs> you had to find your mouse. I'm trying to find as well. the mouse.
0: We right before we start. So for the listeners, right before we started recording. Uh, my wife came in and was frantically looking for like a towel and i'm like why are you looking for like is there water like what are we what do we got going on here uh and she said the cat brought in a mouse it was in like kind of this like uh other room we've got that leads out to our back patio and um the now i i do not think that this mouse could have gotten under the closed door but you know whatever she was uh, our cat brought this rodent inside and she was uh, freaking out because she thought this rodent might be able to sneak under the door. And I was like, I don't I don't think the rodent can sneak under the door. But anyway, here's tell. So so as far as I know, the rodent is, uh, you know, in that room somewhere. Uh, hopefully the hopefully the cat kills it and takes it back outside. More likely, the cat's going to kill it and leave it sitting right in the middle of the floor. So
1: well, it's a present for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For the cat. Yeah. Cause we, uh, so the cat has been in the garage the last couple days. We had, we had a litter of kittens and the kittens are now about six weeks old. So she doesn't need to really be out there with them anymore. But, um, she, uh, you know, sometimes she ends up in the garage with them kind of shut in there and she does not like being in there in the garage anymore. She wants to be out playing and hunting things. And so whenever she gets like locked in there for a couple of days with, with them, um, she, whenever she gets let out, she wants to go find a prize for us to show her gratitude for being released from the garage, I suppose. So, or or maybe it's a maybe it's an offering so that we don't do it again. I'm honestly not sure which it is, but it's one well, of it's something like
1: that. Well, speaking of feeling captive, I, I felt pretty <laughs> captive in Martin Stadium for that uh, second half. You know, you I'm can an idiot leave, right? and I stay. I know, I yeah, but I mean, it's okay. Stay because I want to see what happens. I want to see what like young players or different players or fourth year quarterbacks come in late. And then I uh, stayed
0: <laughs> because you stayed. And I'm well like, I, I also gotta I just also gotta go,
1: go. We, we moved down and sat next to Emma and her dad, Casey. Oh well so that was that was nice that was that was so you know for the last that was, like that the Cam Cooper drive yeah. we got yeah. to talk and, and make fun of our stupid football team yeah. Yeah. and and but uh mostly our stupid football coach but yes uh <laughs> I don't like making fun of the players too much. No. Um no it's uh, not their but, fault. Yeah it's not their fault. Yeah. Yeah so uh Man, so the start of that game was I I I fell for it again. Honestly, we always well, do. It well, and it it it's not just that they were just straight up dominating USC. Yeah. Like yeah, it wasn't were. a fluky 14-0. It should have yes. been more.
0: Yes. Yep. Dropped. Uh. You know, if Calvin Jackson catches that throw, then it's 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 more. You know, I mean, it it would have been three touchdowns. Would have been twenty one to nothing at that point. So.
1: Yeah, they had – so, yeah, you look at the uh, the breakdowns, the quarter and half. Like, first half, they had of 100 – well, USC did uh, – because USC's final drive of the first half was 93 yards, which accounted for roughly half of their yards in that entire half. Yep. was their final drive. Yep. First quarter, WSU's 139 to 40. You know, and then really they started slowing down – in the second quarter, that's when uh, they were kind of start. USC was tra- starting to figure them out.
0: As some of that, and some of that, some of that was also field position, though, too, right? Like we had a turnover deep in their territory. Yes, so that's part of it too. I mean, opportunity. There wasn't but necessarily we didn't the opportunity.
1: Those turnovers.
0: Correct. You know, but that's what I'm saying. Though part of the yardage was there. Just wasn't a lot of field to work with at that point. But you know, I mean, it's yeah, you know, that's I, fair. Yeah. You would just figure, you know, okay, like, be okay. It'd be okay. It's gonna be okay. And then it, it very wasn't okay. Second half.
1: Well, it's so funny. <laughs> as as soon as USC got that touch, it's like, you. I knew I was gonna feel bad as soon as they broke through. Yeah. Because as as we we talked with uh, BA a lot, like I know you talked about too. Yep. Like they USC's. It it didn't. It's not like USC was like having a letdown because they lost their coach. Like they were fired up.
0: Well, they like, they I, wanted I, to
1: win this game.
0: I will say this. They, they seemed a little flat
1: early. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, like, they also changed their quarterback. Yeah.
0: I mean, they, they, you know, I, I think WSU came out ready to play, which is great. Um, and that is something that we do pretty regularly. So that's good. You know, Uh, and USC was a little bit on their heels in that first half. I mean, they, you know, yeah, they had, we knocked their quarterback out, nothing dirty, but you know, we knocked him out of the game. Um, you know, we get a couple turnovers where, you know, that might've been bad
1: for us doing that might've been (laughs)
0: because as you detailed last week, uh, Slovis has not been great. So you know, I mean, uh, kind of everything was was going right for us, and, and USC. I mean, I wouldn't say they were like hanging their heads, but it also you know they. It's not like they were jumping around celebrating the fact they were kind of getting smacked around a little bit, and then um, and then that you know when that fourth down sequence when that that goal line sequence happened right when it was yep. uh, you know we had first and goal from the one, and they stuff us. And then they stuff us again. And actually l- remind me of the order. Was was Jackson's drop on second down or third down? It was
1: down? on second down, I believe. Second
0: down, know. okay. So they stuff us. And then okay, great. They're excited. Um, we get we we basically got him on second down, dropped the ball.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, one of your best players, wide open. Or... Right.
0: So USC feels like okay, we got second life. And then um, you know, third down they stuff us again. And it's like, well, fuck, right? And then we're kind of, there's the indecision. Are we going to go for it? Are we going to not go for it? We ended up calling a timeout. And I think that's probably kind of where it turned because, you know, to that point, I don't know that USC was sort of like, like doing the USC thing, right? Like you were talking about the enthusiasm, the, the engagement, like, like I kind of didn't sense it up until that point. And then, so they have this timeout, they come out, they stuff us on fourth down when we have just a horrendous play call. Going to that speed option again is like, that's like amateur hours. That's what high school staffs do, right? Like, oh, well, it worked last
1: week. Let's and, go to the exact same and play it, call. And it's already worked once today. Situation.
0: So let's just do it again. And it's so anyway, just fucking irritating. And when they stuffed us on that, their sideline exploded. And I'm guessing that, you know, the coach, you know, interim coach, you know, he's, he's kind of trying to find his feet too. But, you know, I'm guessing during that timeout, had we not called a timeout, I would have liked our chances better actually. Um, yeah. Cause I am guessing that there was quite a bit of challenging of manhood going on uh, during that timeout, you know, you're USC, they are WSU and you're bigger, badder, faster, stronger and like hell are you going to let them score here and then when it's when they stopped it it was like a whole lot of flexing you know and and you know that was the point at which so when i was talking to brian anderson about this ba i was like you know we were talking about and he was like that was the point at which i knew we were fucked (laughs) He's like
1: when i saw
0: what they were doing that's when i knew we were in trouble
1: so say i will say it, it wasn't exactly that perfect momentum tie turning because it was 7-0 at that point right USC's pinned deep yep. yep they get a couple first downs but still the field position is still in WSU's favor they get a short field they come back and score yep. I was having this discussion with a random guy in the stands because he was like we should have kicked it I'm like well like this touchdown we just scored it like was in part because we had good field position right all. so it's that's the math is weird yep but but yeah, but so that's that's also why momentum is dumb and pointless. but it, like t- discussing momentum in a yes. football sense is just yes. silly because yes, yes, you would have thought USC had all the momentum, but then they punted and WSC scored and took a bigger lead, like right the very next drive. yep, so but really, but I but I you know I agree with Brian though, because they were fired up at that point. yeah, I mean we have we still have enough talent on offense. We could move it down, especially with Delora as quarterback, like he'd still move down and score. And, uh, sorry about my voice, by the way. I had a fun weekend <laughs> in Pullman. Um Yes, you did. Uh, we still moved we can move down and, and score because, you know, we still have talent on offense. If we have talent anywhere, we have it on offense, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but 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 after, you know, that was it. We were done yeah. at that point. Yeah. Like, that was our last hurrah. Yep. And it was just hold on to your butts. Yeah, because I remember at halftime after USC – uh, we should probably break down how USC scored their touchdown. Um, so we get them to – get them to uh, – what was it, a fourth down, right? Yep. We get them to a fourth down they, as a decision for them. You know, they they – do they try to kick a long field goal? Do they go for it? Whatever. It's fourth and nine. And – somehow we end up in a defense that puts justice Rogers on a slot receiver. Yeah. And, and, and no, like again, not blaming justice Rogers on that. He had no shot. No, like he wasn't going to cover him. No. And justice is like a faster linebacker and still had no shot. Yeah. No,
0: no, that, and that was, uh, that was more, more than one time we got caught with a middle linebacker matched up against somebody, They had no business being matched up against. I know Travion Brown got burned another time in the second half. Um, I mean, I'm guessing since the middle linebacker was matched up, I'm guessing it must have been like a Tampa two or something type thing. Um, I don't know why you're not just running, you know, like, uh, you know, cover three or quarters or something. Yeah, because if you give up
1: a field goal, fine. Well, and not even – you're
0: not even necessarily giving up a field goal. Like maybe you give up a field goal attempt and maybe they miss it. But let's like –
1: well, yeah. If you, you know, give up, a, if you give up the nine yards for the first down, but you keep them out of the end zone, the clock's yeah. running. Yeah, like there's going to be like twenty five seconds left at that point. Yeah, like there, it's going to be hard for them to like it. It it's just yeah. It's it it's yeah. just another thing where it's like like sometimes you you start to see as the game wears on, uh, the coaching staff just gets out coached over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah and and it, it's so frustrating cuz much i i think even more than that fourth down stop this really pumped them up the usc was i mean they knew they were just like all of us when they scored that touchdown they knew they had that game yep like they they were sprinting to the locker room jumping yep. up and down high-fiving yep. that was a huge huge play yep and then of course jaden dorr gets hurt on yeah. the ensuing pointless drive <laughs>
0: <laughs> where he drops back to, they kick it out of bounds. And I'm thinking, all right, well, 30 seconds, you know, uh, maybe, you know, maybe we can move the ball and, and do no something timeouts here. at that you know, point, yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, clock stops on a first down, right? You never know. But
1: yeah. If you, if you, if you get, like, if you come out on that first down hit a, hit a 15 yard completion, yeah. you're in good shape.
0: Yeah. You're yeah. in pretty decent shape. So I'm thinking, all right, well then uh, Delora kind of tucks it and goes, cause there's not really anybody open. And then he gets whacked and, Twisted around, I guess. I couldn't really see it from where I was, but, um, you know, and that, that ended up being the injury that, you know, caused him not to come in in the second half and will very likely doom at least our, <laughs> our, our next caused game. Cause him not come in so, for a well, bit. Well, yeah, cause him not to come in and then cause him to come we'll, in and then we'll caused him about to that. leave again. F- God, um, I, I don't know, man. It's I, I will say this, that, that touchdown, when that touchdown happened, I had the same feeling that USC did, which was, uh this is this is over this is it it's done it's over it, this game is over um i tweeted that you know anybody remember does anybody else remember how the oregon game went last year and uh and everybody got mad at me including, thing, yeah. you.
1: including you including i didn't get mad at you i just said <laughs> you're yeah. just like shut up you know it's like quit like, saying that do we have to think about no, this right now? i mean
0: i didn't want to but i was like you know this is like exactly like that game right like you know, we, we we look great. We we got a lead, and then we and then we puke it up with this giant, uh, really inexcusable big play, where they end up scoring and they shouldn't. Like they just get these free points that they shouldn't have had. And I don't know. Like I, I'm always really reluctant to to drop the whole like like I, I tend to be pretty reserved about the whole out coached thing, um, because I'm not look I'm not a coach, right? So like my my analysis is uh you know fairly amateur i i'm not breaking down film i'm not like oh these are the five things that happened that led to what i mean i'm not jesse casino like i'm not like here are all 13 of max borky's runs with analysis of the offensive line like like i can't do that um but what i can say is when you are consistently getting your ass kicked in the second half you're getting out coached like there's really i don't think any other Uh, explanation for it. I think last year I, I tried to explain it away by saying, uh, that, you know, okay. So we're, we're, we're really shut. Like we don't have a lot of depth, right. The COVID stuff. Uh, they got a good game plan coming out and then just kind of run out of gas. Well, I think now it's pretty obvious. They're not just running out of gas. Like they are just like the opposing coaching staff is just running circles around them when it comes time to make adjustments or make calls when the pressure ramps up and they just cannot do it. Like they shit their pants. They cannot do it, and you know it's things like, you know, like I said, the the sprint option, which worked a couple times. Like you don't you don't go to it a third time. Like like even I know that. Um, Things like okay, you got one big defensive play. Like the one thing you have to do is make sure you don't give up a touchdown. And for the second time in seven games, in a spot where you absolutely positively could not give up a touchdown, you called a defense that led to a massive gain that eventually scored a touchdown. This one, it was just a touchdown. The, the Oregon one, it wasn't. But you know what I mean? It's just like yep. it's like that, that kind of stuff cannot – that is coaching. And it cannot happen. And it keeps happening. And it's the kind of stuff that just makes you think like this coaching staff is just so out of its depth that, that I don't know that there's really any hope going forward.
1: Well, yeah. And then one, one other thing that kind of made you scratch your head is when uh, WSU comes back out, they receive the kick for the second half, and Victor Gabales trots out there. Yeah, as seemingly the backup quarterback, which that he would be the third string. Oh, by, quarterback, by the way, it wasn't,
0: it didn't quite go like that because USC kicked off to start the half, and Travell Harris fumbled the ball.
1: Yeah, that was the first right. thing that happened. <laughs> Jeff, that it, was the first thing that to, happened. Well, that was when you that okay. That was and when then really
0: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight plays later, they were in the end zone. Tight. The game was tied. In the span of just
1: right there, like
0: four minutes of game time, three minutes of game time, all the good feelings were just gone. So then, then they kick off again, and then the Victor Gobles show starts.
1: Gobles. So yeah, I think that's he, how you pronounce I mean, it. Gobales. So he's know. had. He's had what I don't know four or five drives at this point. Yeah, and WC has not gotten a first down on any of those drives. No, um, he no, they definitely have not. they've he's only thrown the ball to very like middle, you know, I they seem to just get him some like five yard outs. Uh, it they don't seem to have him do much when he's in there. No, um, which it makes me wonder, like. I mean, Cam and Cooper came in and was playing against USC's backups, to be fair. And, and yep. go, Victor came in when... Yeah. Wait, we have USC no idea how to
0: actually pronounce it.
1: Fired up. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. I know his first name is Victor. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So he came in. USC's as fired up as can be. The game is on the line, whatever. So it's not really a comparison, right? Right, right. But... We saw some things like Kevin, his mobility, things like that, but it makes you wonder like what is got this guy looking? What is Cam looking like in practice, man? Yeah, because because like Victor doesn't look that. It looks like they're but and to be fair, he is the third string quarterback. Yeah, so you, you you basically at that point have had your two starting your 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 two first two quarterbacks down to injury, so you you know you could kind of give the offense a little bit of leeway there because <laughs> yeah. you, you're, you're down to no one and their third quarter negative two yards. Oh my the God. entire quarter.
0: Let me ask you this. So I have a question for you. So do you have, so you, you, you mentioned like, okay, I, I wonder how bad Cameron Cooper's looking in practice, right? Do you have any faith at all that Nick Rolovich has any clue who actually the better quarterback is?
1: Um, no. I mean, especially when you're looking at the Delora versus Garantano thing. Right. Cause that I mean, was so pretty clear that Delora is a better wrong. quarterback.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was so obviously and blatantly wrong.
1: And we heard from people at practice that were like Delora outplayed him. So it, you know, they're not necessarily experts either, but they watch a lot of football and sure. You know, I trust it. I, I, it's, yeah. It's it's just uh, who knows what politics are going on in that QB room.
0: Yeah, because I mean that's I, the thing. I, like I, I'm going like, you got four quarterbacks on scholarship, right? You got you got Delora, you got Garantano, you got Cooper, and you got Xavier Ward, right? So you got these four guys on scholarship, and your choice to come into the game against USC is your walk on. And and no shade against walk ons. Walk-ons are awesome. They serve a wonderful, important purpose for the program. But I also know that you are so generally set
1: records all yeah, the passage records. The like
0: you're generally in deep shit if a guy who's a walk-on is playing quarterback for you, especially against USC. Right, and you're talking about okay. So what was that total in the fourth in the in the third quarter? Negative,
1: negative two yards. Negative
0: two yards. So I mean, as I'm looking at these drives. You know, and again, I don't want to pick on the poor kid. Like, it's not his fault. Like, he's, he's put in this situation. His first drive, uh, completion for zero yards, completion for four yards, punt. Uh, second drive, uh, completion for six yards, incomplete pass. And that was one where he actually had Travell Harris kind of on, like, a little corner route um, yeah, from the inside. He just overthrew him. Overthrew overthrew. Yeah, yeah, just overthrew him and then sacked. Okay, so six yards, incomplete pass. Uh 10-yard sack where a blitzer, he just never, ever, ever saw the blitzer coming. Um, dude came kind of like a like a little, just a like a heartbeat-delayed blitz. Um, just never saw him and got clobbered. And then the next drive is uh, first time he drops back to pass on second and 10. Uh, in the end zone, he again gets clobbered. Uh, maybe not totally his fault. His offensive line didn't do him any favors, but still, had no idea, did not see what was coming, got clobbered, fumbled the ball. USC recovers and and scores a touchdown to make it twenty eight to fourteen. That happened right in front of me, and I'm just like, oh my god! And then, so this is when Jaden Delora comes back magically. His knee is okay, right?
1: Yeah, right. So no coach would ever
0: put a guy in a game that maybe was still hurt.
1: So it's 28-14 when Delora comes in, right? Yes,
0: right. So now you've given up 28 consecutive points, uh, including a couple of touchdowns while uh, Gabales has done nothing. Delora comes in and promptly heaves a ball down the right side that is easily intercepted. And then five for six plays later, another touchdown.
1: Twenty. <laughs> 20- Eight zero in the second quarter. 20, or third quarter, I'm sorry. Twenty eight zero in the
0: third quarter.
1: In the third quarter. one hundred and seventy two total yards to negative two total yards. Oh my god. WSU ran what? Eight, nine uh yeah. Yeah. thirteen plays. Yeah. One was an interception. I guess fourteen. One was a fumble. Oh, well, no, because that, that'll be included in the rush attempt. So, it, yeah, just, yeah. gosh. So, go okay. no, 12 plays. 12 plays for negative two yards. It's not, so, a good, not a good thing.
0: What were you thinking when Delora came back in?
1: It, this doesn't matter. We already lost. Why are you doing this?
0: Yeah. And, like, I'm looking <laughs> at it going, like, okay. And I know he, it's.
1: Like, yeah. if he wasn't go well
0: ahead. enough to play before, why is he well enough to play now? right and my assumption was that he talked his way into the game uh it certainly seems like that's what it was the the way that rolovich described it was that Delore gave him the thumbs up (laughs) so he so he went back in and it was obvious that he could not throw like whatever was gone with his knee and and it was his plant knee not his uh not his push not his push leg but his plant leg um but still, like he was just not able to get on top of his throws at all. The the, uh, the the deep throw was underthrown. The other throws were sailed like he just could not get on top of his throw. Um, and so then, OK, now I want to know what are you thinking when third down rolls around and Gabales comes running back in? <laughs> like, what are you thinking?
1: Like, what is, like, well, you think, I think he, Delora hurt himself again. Like, that's, and and so I'm thinking, so you brought him back in and he just made it worse.
0: Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just thinking, like, what a clown show. Like, the coach literally has no, and I know that, like, I know that so much of this is going to sound like piling on. Like, I get it. Like, if peop, anybody who listens to this is like. Yeah, well, Rolovich can't do anything right. These fucking guys hate Rolovich. Well, you're right. Okay, you're right. But it's like, you know, people earn the benefit of the doubt, right? So if Mike Leach does something weird with a quarterback, like when he did that weird yo-yo stuff with, with uh, Luke Falk and Tyler Holinsky that year in 2017, and we're like, why is he doing this? Why isn't he doing that? You know, like Mike Leach has earned some benefit of the doubt with how he handles quarterbacks, whether we agree with how he did it or not or whatever. Like, he's earned some benefit of the doubt. Rolovich has not earned that. And, in fact, was pretty famous for fucking with his quarterbacks in Hawaii. Not famous, but, like, known for that. And it's like, and I'm watching this, and I'm just going, like, man, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And I I don't know, man. Like, I just, like, like, I try to give him the benefit of the doubt where I can just so that at least I can sort of appear impartial. But man, he makes it so hard.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, yeah, it sucks that they, you know, if, if you thought Delora was fine to play, why did why did you put Gabbalas in for two?
0: Exactly. Times? Exactly.
1: Like, he, why didn't Delora just keep playing? Why did it take you had an entire halftime to figure out if he could play? Yes. You yeah like what. So what happened in the next? Like so, finally yes. it was like, oh crap! Well, we're in deep shit. I, I we better put Delora in now to save the day or mitigate the loss or whatever. Um, and and again, like they they're definitely getting some bad luck with these QB injuries, no doubt. Yeah. But still, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like if you think the guy's injured, or can't play. Leave him out. Like it's, yeah. And if, if if he can't talk you into it in the fifteen minute or twenty minute halftime, that well, what did he do in the the next twenty minutes nothing. that convinced you? I'm, I'm so confused. He did confused.
0: nothing. I was right there. I was right by the sideline. I could see what was happening. He did nothing. It's not like he was testing out, running around. Uh, it's not like he was, you know, kind of throwing the ball, trying to get loose. Like I would understand it even if like, so oh, they by said the way, that... did you
1: see Garrett warming yes. up as well? Yes. He was throwing Which, with was Xavier something...
0: Ward and I'm like, I don't know, man.
1: Well, it's funny. he was an emergency quarterback. And I was like, I think at that point it was like 38 to 14. I'm yeah. Like, That's not an emergency. No, just run, just put a running back in the backfield and run straight forward at this point. Yeah. Everyone wants to go home. Like yeah. it's like...
0: I don't know. I mean, if if Delora had been in the locker room, Cabalas comes out. Nobody can find Delora, and then Delora comes jogging out of the locker room. Okay, let's give it a go, right? But it's like he came out with the team. He had the brace on. He was just kind of standing there, and then now that you're down by two touchdowns, you're going to bring him in. Like B A and I talked about this too. Like they put Delora in these positions to be a hero, and it's like. <laughs> what do you think you're going to get when you put a 20 year old or a 19 year old in a position to play hero ball? Like, like this is what you get. This is what you get. And, uh, and it's, and it's not good. They just, the coaching staff really does look clueless. Um, and that man, that is, that is a tough thing to watch. That is a tough thing to watch. I mean, we, we have not had to watch that in a very long time. And, um, you know, there's gonna be a lot of comparisons here to Paul Wolf, uh, over the next few weeks um which you know are maybe somewhat valid but also somewhat invalid depending on how you're comparing them um, but in terms of like just being out of your depth that's a valid comparison these guys are so far out of their depth um and that is that is just frustratingly heartbreaking for sure
1: oh and and i think uh the the natives are getting restless still over oh yeah the amount of touches of that Max Borgie gets. Because <laughs> um, he's th- 13 touches this game. That's it. No catches, I, 13, 13 rushing attempts.
0: I think he got hurt.
1: Uh, he looked like it. Yeah. He there he there looked like there was a hitch.
0: Yeah. He he took one hit, and I don't remember exactly when it was. It was in the first half um, where he got chopped down but he pretty. Kept playing. He did keep playing, no doubt. No doubt he kept playing because he's tough as hell. But... Um, he got chopped down on his leg and kind of came off the field and was was doing He had a little hitch in his giddy up um, to the point where you're kind of like, well, eh, that doesn't look good. Well, then he comes back and like, oh, he's fine. And then I, I think it was probably a combo. I think he wasn't totally fine. But I also think, you know, USC, you know, did their USC thing. I mean, after that first quarter, I don't know how many rushing yards we had after the first quarter, but it definitely was not much. I could look.
1: Yeah, I can look. Um, so they had fourteen in the second quarter, and then in the second half, uh, they had thirty-two, forty-six rushing yards, and yeah. they had fifty-three in the first quarter.
0: Yeah, and some of that in the in the third quarter was sacks. There were two yes. sacks, Sorry. but but, yeah. but still, so I'm,
1: not, I'm not seeing the running back. But uh, still, numbers. But, <laughs> but still,
0: that's uh, you know. We figure, okay, so there were two sacks. I think he lost – Just I was just looking at it. I think the two sacks he lost, 10 yards and five yards. So minus 15. So we had three rushing yards outside of the two sacks. So two carries for three yards in the third quarter. So in the second quarter and third quarter, we had seven uh, – seven, 21 rushing yards on 10 attempts
1: Well, in and, the second and, and third quarter. Uh, Cam and Cooper had – a couple runs. Yes, when he was in as well. Yes. So he he had, so if you're looking at, that, you take out the quarterback running stats, that's that's seven carry seven or I'm sorry nine. Nine for twenty six. Yep. So the running backs had twenty one for. Uh, seventy three. Yeah. And yeah. Max was thirteen of seventy two of that.
0: Yep, really awful, really, really, really awful.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at Mac I gave Macintosh's stats to Dolores, so there was less QB run, QB yardage in there, but whatever. Um, so just add 20, so there was 93 rushing yards for the running backs. On, uh, yeah, Macintosh wasn't. Uh, there was, uh, there was a, uh, I believe it was a third and one, and it was, I think at the second the third quarter uh and they had uh gabala or they i don't know if it's gabalas but they they had uh usc had three guys in the middle like and the, they had a nose tackle and they had two linebackers like and they had mcintosh in and you're thinking just hand it like just get the yard you're struggling right now just get it and they don't do it and they punt and um but you know whatever uh, it's, it's what I, what, what I tweeted earlier today is, um, this is all of Nick just to talk about kind of where this fits in the grand scheme of things, you know, uh, cause I don't, I don't, Jeff, do you have anything else to say about this stupid? Fucking no,
0: game? no. I mean, just, you know, it, it, every, everything we said, I think, I think pretty well, pretty well covers it.
1: So, this is this is every game in the Nick Roll of a chair. Let me just list them. It, with their biggest lead in the final score, except for the game where they never never had a lead. And that was only one. They've had a double digit lead in all but one of his games. Uh so they led OSU 28 to 7. They won 38-28. You may remember that that game got to 31-28. I do. I do. Um, and then they got a I think uh, I, uh, I, they used a, you know, a, not a trick play, but a kind of a... Yeah, a nifty little their play. Their most creative play, which was yeah. smart. You know, it worked. Yeah. Yep. We were hyped. Yeah, we were like, look then at Nick next,
0: Rolovich' creative little play to get a touchdown.
1: Then the next game, they come out, they're up 19-7. They yep. lose 43-29. to Yep. Then the next game... They give up 35 points in the second, in the first quarter, and then lose 38-13. Uh, they led Utah 28-7, then gave up 38 consecutive points to lose 45-28. We all remember that one well. They led Utah State 23-11, can't forget this one. Then lost 26-23. They led Portland State 37-10, 30, won 4, to 4 24 That one doesn't really matter. The, the, but they led USC 14-0, gave, gave up 45 straight points, topping their previous record of giving up 38 straight points um, to lose 45-14. So in one, two, three uh, – so three of those games, four of those games, right? Yep. Double-digit leads. And not – yeah, like double-digit leads, and they end up losing. In three of those games, lose by more, two touchdowns or more, and then the other one, they didn't get the double-digit lead until like eight minutes left in the game, and blew that. So, yep. Um, it's it's a disturbing trend to say the least. Like to just get completely, like just get completely demolished in yep. second halves over and over and over again and especially in the then when when you look at the games against the pack the last three games against pac 12 competition i know two of those against utah like U- usc and one was against utah but also is usc really that good we don't know uh they just got their shit kicked in by stanford so usc fans um, are pretty
0: excited about it let me tell you yeah they're back baby And I'm like, that looks like a team to me that's going to win four or five games the rest of the way. (laughs) Like, like that does not look like a team that's going to suddenly rip off six or uh, seven or eight wins.
1: Uh, So, but yeah, it's, I don't know. And, and and like, like you said, like it's, we're, we're not coaches. Like it's, I I can't explain exactly like why this keeps happening other than, you know, from our perspective, it's like, well, they're getting out coached. Like it, that the the other team figures out what they're doing in the first half. And then they just counteract it to the extreme. Like it's, it's, it's nuts. Like I, it's, it's crazy that this same thing can happen over and over again.
0: Well, I'm I'm I'm, all ears. If there's another explanation, like if there's another explanation for how this happens over and over, I'd, I'd love to hear
1: it last year. You know, we just thought, okay. Well, they were down so many players due to COVID protocols yeah. that they were just running out of gas. Well, that's not the case this year. Nope. And the same thing is happening. Yep.
0: So I don't know how else you explain it, to be honest. Man. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, is there... So I guess this is the bigger question. And
1: guess who we're... Well, guess where we're going next week. Yeah. Again.
0: I'm sure things will get better while we're in Salt Lake City. Um yeah. I mean, look, do you... I'm of the opinion that this, I mean, look, we already know that I started the season thinking I was already fairly pessimistic about where this season was probably headed. Right. Um, I when when we did our binary picks, I was at four wins uh, when we did our you know probability picks. I was at like five ish wins. Um, and so I, I mean none of this surprises me. Um, obviously, I, you know, I predict this lose to USC. Um, the loss to Utah state was unexpected. So that, that kind of pulls some things down a little bit. Um, I mean, do you think there's any hope at all that this season can be turned around or redeemed? Cause I'm just like, I'm like, like I'm in the middle of writing my Monday after, which I did have not gotten to write yet. Cause I spent two and a half hours at the water treatment specialist today at my house, trying to figure out, how much money I was going to shell out for that. And I'm just like, but, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of in the midst of writing. Like, like I honestly think this year is already over. Like I don't see any way, any way that they turn this around.
1: And I'll just, you know, looking at the, the tenor on Twitter and, and other cool places and talking to people in the, in the RV lots and at the Cougar or whatever, like it, you get the feeling like, a lot of people are that way. You know, a lot of people are going to say, nah, I'm not going to Pullman. I'm not I'm not taking the time to do that. I'm going to spend the money to do that. Like, they're, they're maybe they're not going to prioritize finding the game. You know, a lot of it started because people were just sick of the coach before the season even started. Yep. And then, yeah, if you're sitting at 3-0 and right now or you're 2-1 and maybe narrowly lost to USC or something, like, people probably you probably could have brought some people back who you know like they just want to see the good football and cool but when you combine the two factors yes of a coach who has put us into controversy as a as a university and then just the like the worst on field performance we've seen in a while and it's just a it, it's, it's hard to it's hard to be excited about it. And no, I don't have any hope. Someone was asking me um, in the tailgate after the game, uh, you know, how many more wins are left on the schedule. And I was like, maybe Arizona. Yeah. You know, Arizona's real bad. Arizona's, yeah, I think Arizona's very, way very, worse very bad. I think, I think Arizona's definitely worse than us. And we got them at home in November. So, But the rest of them, man, it's going to be – they're gonna be underdogs in every game. BYU looks pretty good. Yep. They look better than than we thought they were, probably. Yep. Uh Stanford looks better than we thought they were. Yep. Um those were those were a couple of the winnable ones that we had on the schedule. Um you got a lot of tough road games. It's uh you know a two and ten looks uh very real right now and obviously things could change who knows um but uh it's just looking at the last you know the first seven games of sample we have with the staff um it's it, it's hard to feel positive
0: yep i'm feeling the same way i, I think i'm already at the point where i'm like the, the like like i'm it's ready to, run. i'm ready to declare the program is toast Like, like there's no coming back from this program wise that, that it, it is, it's actually done with him. Um, and it's not just him. It's like, it's, it's the, you know, it's the whole coaching staff, right? Like they all play into things like those collapses. Uh, you know, obviously somebody is making the play call that leads to that touchdown at the end of the first half, but also, you know, was, was there a blown, Assignment? Maybe not. Maybe it's just the play call, but it's like, okay, so either it's it's a dumbass play call or uh, somebody blew a coverage and either way it's on you, the coaching staff, right? Um, I just don't, you know, recruiting is a, is a train wreck right now. I know that people will say, oh, well, look, you know, their average star rating is about what it normally is or a little higher and that's great. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. That's true. But when you've gotten exactly one commitment since Rolovich's
1: yeah. the uh, vaccinations, the, the number of commitment commits right? matters too. That matters
0: too. So we are now, you know, just a few months away from signing day, and we have eight commits. And the only commit we've gotten in, since Rolovich announced he was not getting vaccinated is a guy who, uh, you know, for you know, for all we know, may turn out to be great, but also was a not rated recruit who has been like a backup on his teams. Like, you know, like maybe we're out in front of the game on that. Maybe the kid's gonna be amazing, but, you know, I mean let's let's be real about who has committed since Rolovich announced that he was not getting vaccinated back in July. And it is it's it's man, it is bad. I, I feel like we are witnessing you know, last week I said I feel like we're witnessing sort of the real time uh you know the real time dismantling of the Leech era i mean i'm at the point where i'm like we are full on death spiral like we are in a death spiral and only one thing can solve it and that is like wholesale change and i don't know who so somebody i don't even remember who i think it was i think it was brian's friend aj was kind of pushing me at the tailgate like well who do you go get who do you go get And i'm like you know what that's not my problem which sounds kind of funny or weird but like really that's not my problem i am not the ad it's the ad's job to know who to go get I don't know who's available that's just
1: like a that's just like a different version of a sunk cost fallacy right
0: like i don't know who to go get like just because i can't name a person doesn't mean there's not somebody better like that's not my job that you know if i'm the ad my job then is to figure out okay this guy sucks our program's in a death spiral you cut bait sooner rather than later before you do any more damage you just say you know what it was a mistake we got to go get another guy it's a university friendly contract we know that Right, so if we do it at the end of this year, I think he's only owed a couple million dollars, which, in the grand scheme of things, is like nothing, as 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 yeah, awful gave, as that sounds. They,
1: Chun paid seven point two million dollars to get rid of Ernie. Right,
0: and so okay, so a couple million dollars well, to make 5. him 5. go 6. away. Right.
1: Yeah, five. You know, so four years. Yeah, I, three years. Four point two. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think it was seven million dollars total that he was paid. It was a lot under Chun. It was a lot. It was too much. Too much. Um, but this is already. We, if anyone if wants to draw any comparisons to Paul Wolf, Paul Wolf made $600,000 a year. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Rolovich makes $3 million a year. And I mean, and that's just part of the market right now, yes. honestly. It's not, I don't even, I don't even like, I, I think we said like it. it's when he got hired, we said like the salary was higher than we would have thought. But the
0: trade off is a university friendly buyout. That's yeah, a trade-off.
1: Which may be a big deal. Soon. Yeah, I mean, it's only a percentage
0: of his base salary. It's not even 100% of his base salary. It's like, what is it, like 60%, I think? Something like that. 60% of the base mm-hmm. salary is all he's owed for any years for which he is fired without cause. And that's the well, other anyway, piece. He might get fired with cause, too. So, who knows?
1: When, and I'll, I'll say this. like, You know, Cooks started... You know, you started Cook Center right when Paul Wolf was hired. Literally. And we spent a couple years just trying to figure out ways that it wasn't a total epic disaster. Like, we're just trying, okay, maybe it was this. But then there was just a point, and for you, I think it was the Seattle game against Oregon State in 2009. Where, for a lot of people it was, uh, where it was just like, no, this doesn't work. Yep. And so now I think we're a little more sensitive, at least you and I are. Yes. I'm not saying we in, in the Royal way. Yes. You and I are a little more sensitive to issues with coaches. Yes. Especially with coaches that don't have a long track record of success. You know, because even Leach, it, it took a couple years until we started kind of, I think it was about three years until we started kind of like, before he, t- before he turned it around, you know, whatever, the famous Jeff Deusser article, whatever. <laughs> like, it was, yeah. it was, it, it was, but that was after he went three and nine, six and seven, three and nine, and then when it was two and two yep. in his fourth year. Yep. And you're like, okay, maybe he can't do it here, maybe. But then, of course, they run off a bunch of wins and whatever. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, but I don't see that. And the, part of the reason I don't see that is because Rolovich has never done that at a major program before. Right. So why should I believe that he right. can do it? Like his best season is nine and four, at a at a Mountain West school, and we did give him credit because it was a very tough place to win. So yes, that was imp- nine and four carries a lot, but still, he he hasn't done it against a, at a Power Five no. school. He hasn't done it in pole bed. And so far, he's two and five, and with a, a lot of very unimpressive games in that two and five stretch.
0: The thing that I took away from the Paul Wolf experience is that, and, and this to me is really the only thing that's sort of comparable. I think the other stuff's not comparable, right? I mean, the, the two of them took over the program at totally different places. Like, the program was already kind of cratering at the end of the DOBA era. Um, Paul Wolf took it over, and, and a lot of people forget this too. Paul Wolf took over at a time under scholarship reductions, right? They had had major problems academically with APR, and he took over. I, I mean, I think they were down like seven or eight scholarships his first year. So yep. like that, that's a big deal, okay? So totally different circumstances under which they took like over.
1: Like USC lost 10 scholarships a year for all their stuff. Right. Like, which, but that just shows how big those APR penalty, we've seen, we've, we've seen that's a huge penalty compared to what other schools have gotten for, you know, things that are perceived as bad, which now we don't see as bad, but, (laughs) um,
0: Evidence by ASU. I, I, so that's where it's comparable and that, but, but sorry, that's, that's where it's not comparable is that they took over totally different things, but where it is comparable is the biggest thing I, I think I learned from the Paul Wolf era God bless him. Is that like when you know it's not working, like when you can see it's a disaster, trust your gut and just be like, okay, like this ain't it, right? And so you mentioned that like that Seattle game against Oregon State was what pushed me over the edge. And that is true. That was the moment at which I was like, okay, I am ready to be done. But if I'm being really, really honest with myself, the moment at which I sort of knew, it was done was that second year um, in Seattle against Hawaii when they got absolutely totally outclassed.
1: No, that was the game. That's what I'm saying. That was well, no. because so, so
0: the Oregon game. It was
1: a Seattle game. Yes, I think maybe I had a But that Oregon State wrong. game was definitely. I remember you texting me during the Hawaii yes. game and being like, yeah. fuck this. Yeah. Like I'm so pissed. I think I was living yes. in Nashville all the time. The but.
0: Oregon State game was definitely when I was like, okay, I am sure beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is done, this is over, it's never gonna happen, it's never gonna happen. But in a moment of like, like if like in a moment like of honesty, if I'm being like brutally honest with myself, I knew at that Hawaii game, it was done, and that was the second year. I was like, this, this, th- like this ain't working, and but I didn't. I, I I held on for a couple of years. Now part of that is Paul Wolf's a good guy want him to succeed like like that legitimately was part of it like he's one of us he's a good dude like i really really want this to work um and so i tried to look for as many reasons as possible why it would work but the honest truth was i knew in that second year that this was not going to work and i think that like when you see that go with that
1: but but now you look back and you're like why didn't we realize it was not gonna work when they lost sixty six to three to Cal yes. and then fifty eight nothing to Stanford and sixty-nine yes. zero to and and then sixty whatever to like fourteen against Oregon yep. State. Like it just these scores over and over again. We probably should have like yes. it's just cause we couldn't possibly believe yeah. that the floor could be this low without some crazy shit yeah. happening. Um, and it, But we know now that, no, it can just be that the staff is in yes. over their heads. Yes. Because even, yeah, it, and yeah, so it, And who knows, like maybe the difference between those big numbers and the losses they're having now are just the fact that, like you said, Rolovich started with a hell of a lot more talent on the yeah. team
0: i i think that's you know the other part uh where it's comparable you know is that like the the situations just you know there's more talent now and the, and that's probably that's that's probably the you know the difference in the gap i you know it's you just you can s you can see it when you're like they just are they're just clueless they are out of their depth and you know it, at' so, like you you somebody has to have the guts to cut bait like the Seahawks with Jim Mora, right? Like, you know, they went one season with that dude and they were like, oh, no, 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 no. This ain't it. This ain't it. We made a mistake. And that's the biggest thing. Like, you have to be willing to own the mistake. I mean, look, I don't fault Pat Chun for hiring him. I really don't.
1: Well, And and how about, you know, I I always think of that as one of the same, like John Embry at Colorado. Yes,
0: that's the other one.
1: They 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 went through two years, which were very similar to Paul Wolf's yep. two years, and they were like nope. nope. And it was around the same time was, they fired him the year after yep. WSU fired. Yep, and they hired
0: Paul Mike McIntyre, who
1: which it worked out. Yeah, ended well. up
0: not working out in the end, but worked out pretty okay for some, a few years. They had some good years, yeah. You know, so yeah, it's you know when it ain't working, you got to have the guts to do it. And I'm not convinced it was the wrong hire. I know that's gonna like, I, I, but you and I are much more process over results kind of people, and the process of hiring Rolovich seemed sound. Like, it really did. Like, for so many reasons, it seemed like a good hire. Looking back now, you can see sort of like red flags, but, um, but you know, I don't fault Pat Chun for getting a hire wrong. That happens to everybody. Um, where I will fault Pat Chun is if he doesn't look at this situation and go, like, he's gotta go. Like, he's gotta go, and we gotta do this again, and, you know, okay, so we try and get it right this time. And look, maybe Rolovich isn't such a disaster if he doesn't, you know, walk into a pandemic. I don't know. I tend to think that what we're seeing now in seven games might have taken three or four seasons to play out. I don't think we end up in a different spot in the end. But, you know, it is it is what it is. Seven games and, you know, he he clearly has torched, you know, taken a torch to everything that Mike Leach built. And, you know, you better get rid of him before it gets any worse. And hopefully you, you sort of... Um, You know, stave off any more damage by doing that.
1: Yeah, but I'll say to a lot of people that are, uh, um, you know, think about not going back and all that stuff, like not going to Pullman and all those things. Like I'm, I still have really enjoyed going to Pullman this season. Being of two minds, knowing full well that I am done with this coach, even from you know the first game. And I've been still just having the same time of my life every time and and enjoying the Pullman time. So if you're able, it's still you can still have a good time. You get all of your WSU stuff in like you still get them good vibes. You just have to start uh, placing less importance on the football game. Yep. Just knowing you're there for the football game. And then if something good happens at the football game, sure. Yeah. Have fun. Yep. But, uh, but otherwise it's just like, you know, I've, I've, I've had fun with my friends. I've had fun with family. I, I, you know, it, it, it's been a good time. So, I mean, if football is the only thing, keep you away. Like now, if, now, if, if you're saying like you, Jeff, if, if Rolovich needs to be fired, he, we need to be cut and run. And maybe staying away from the football game is kind of a way that you make a point to say that, especially if you're a long time, uh, attendee. Like, I, I think that's fair. Yeah. You know, like if, if, if you're like, just like, you know, I can't support this and I can't support the university employing this person, then that's fair. Yeah. But, but if you're just like, oh, I can't handle watching shitty football, but you like going to Pullman, that's still pretty fun. Yeah. And there's a lot of cool businesses and the cool people you could support. Yep. But so so I'm not trying to get on my soapbox, although I am a little bit. I'm just telling you my experience, and I've had an absolute blast. I had an absolute blast with Emma, and, and Casey, and you, yeah. and your kids this weekend. Um, just like getting just just them enjoying Pullman. Emma enjoying Pullman for her first time as a as a 21 year old, and or you know as, an, as a as a as a legal age to drink. Um, so it was cool to you know see that. You know, and, and it was cool to take my mom last week and take my dad the first week, and so I've just I've just had fun. I, I got to um, you know have a weekend with one of my good friends, Corey, this weekend, and and all that was that that's all been fun. There's still fun to be had, yep. but again, yeah, if 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 you want to if you want to say like screw this, we're not attending for that, then I I totally yeah. understand. I'm gonna say you can still have fun. Like, like don't don't let it. Don't like if you got tickets to a later game and you're like, oh man, this is gonna suck. You you could still make a good Pullman weekend. It's still it's there's still good times to be had. Just just know that the football's gonna suck. I agree.
0: I agree. Should we take a
1: break? Finally. Let's take a break. <laughs>
0: And we're back.
1: Well, you know, Jeff, I had a, I had a really good weekend with my buddy Corey. Yes, you did. Uh, But I, I I think I went a little hard. We we went pretty hard. You did go hard. We, we, we we obviously we are we are good. We we've been good friends since Wazoo, so we had plenty of nights like that at Wazoo. Plenty of weekends. But you're not 21 anymore, Craig. Yeah, we're not 21 anymore. (laughs) So what I, the one thing that I missed from the weekend which I had done the first two weekends was a, was a stop at pretty fair beer and all Yeah, you know, I, I feel it like I'm jonesing for it now, you know, uh, I didn't, I didn't get that little uh, hair of the dog, uh, beer on the way home, yep. you know, I didn't, ha- didn't get a bite to eat or anything. So, uh, uh, that, that was one thing I missed out on. I, it, so, um, I'll have to keep that in mind going forward to like, kind of, Kind of dial it back, so because I, I got got other things to do, yeah. you know, I have a new I have a new uh, tradition. I I'm getting part of the the trip, so yeah, because pretty fair beer. Obviously, they have like great beer, man. Like I, like, and and you know, I love great beer. And then, and then they got food. I last week I got to try their food, pulled pork, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, and of course, the number one reason, like they're they're proudly Kug owned, uh, Kug operated, Kug run uh they they're very proud supporters of the cougs they were really excited to to uh work with us um because they just wanted to be associated with with with, with the wsu thing you know <laughs> they, um, they so wanted they, to be
0: associated with us god well, bless them
1: take that god bless them but yeah so i you know uh but i i love to i love to support them um I, i'm glad that we we have this relationship with them it's been really cool yeah. And yeah, you look at, uh, you know, they they're showing all the Seahawks games. Um, so if you're, you're driving home from Pullman, you want a place to stop to catch the Seahawks, you know, see, see them blow a second half lead as well. <laughs> um, the, you can, you can do that. Um, they, they show the Coup game, you know, if you live in central Washington uh, and you want a place to watch a good place to watch the Coup games, yeah. surprisingly hard to find actually. Um, it's not as easy as you would think, uh, Ellensburg is only like a hundred miles from uh, Seattle, yes. so uh, they they have quite Lots a few of Seattle there. kids. Yeah, so but so to find a place that's always gonna have the Koog game because it's run by Koog, so you know like the sound's gonna be on everything, like that's really cool. You know, if you live in Ellensburg, they got live music, all that, and they have wine too. Um, I mean, I I don't know that much about wine, but they these look like some. Good wines. I like Syrahs. Yeah, uh, sure. You know? And uh, they do mimosas. Nice. And all that good stuff. Nice. Um, right now I'm looking at their beer list. Uh, lowercase Italian Pilsner. Love that beer. Um, you know, you got, again, beers from Varietal, beers from uh, Dwinell Country Ales, beers from Wander. These are breweries that you do not normally get in Ellensburg. No. So you're not, if you're driving, If you live in the middle of the state or you're driving through the middle of the state um, that you're not going to be able to stop at any other place that has a beer like this, you know? Yeah. Um, So yeah, highly recommend it. Of course, as always, pretty fair beer in Ellensburg, uh, 420 nice North Pearl street, Ellensburg, Washington, um, right downtown. So you got to just drive that extra mile into the nice little downtown area of Ellensburg that you may have never seen. Because maybe you always just stop at uh, at McDonald's yeah. or Sonic or Burger King or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so check it Drive out. Drive
0: on into town. Go to Pretty Fair Beer. All right. So my Pretty Fair Beer Beer of the Week. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to you telling me about it because I'm sure that you are familiar with the brewer. Uh, so this is Scales New England IPA from Stoneface Brewing in new hampshire which is near vermont sort of
1: yeah i i mean i had a few stone face beers when i lived out there but i don't know anything about the brewery (sighs) so sorry for to disappoint jeez
0: i'm like okay this is in new hampshire craig will be able to tell me something guess not what a disappointment it's good pretty typical new england ipa pretty good amount of bitterness which was nice um rather than just being super fruity uh, so that part was cool. Eight point two percent. I dig it. Made with Citra Mosaic Cryo Blend hops.
1: Yes, you get that around here. Yeah, I got it. Rainier. They, they I got it, Rainier it. Growlers. Oh yeah, I see. They are with Orca's distributors. Uh, they. That's interesting. They're the, uh, Washington is the only state outside of New England that they distribute. All right.
0: To. Well, that's kind of why I grabbed it cuz I was looking at it, I'm like New Eng- uh, New Hampshire. Cool. I'll try that. Yeah, cuz
1: I I don't even when I lived in Vermont, I didn't even see them that ah. many places.
0: I got a New England IPA also, from New England. Of- How about that?
1: How about How that? How about that? Now
0: I'm on to a Lucille. Cuz we took too oh. long to get to the beer.
1: Well, I did. So, I I tried to be clever this time. I started with my kind of my backup beer and then I waited to get my pretty, to drink my pretty fair beer of the game until now, but there's just two 12 ounce beers. And so they're already gone. Both of them are gone. (laughs) Uh, We, we talked for a lot longer about the game. Well, we probably talked for a lot longer about the coaching situation than I thought we would. Um, but my pretty fair beer of the game is, uh, one that, Oh, I got a little bit left. Um, uh, one that uh, you know, I, I tried really hard to find when I was in Pullman, and I'm gonna say thank you to uh, well Michelle and then whoever Michelle's friend was that sent her a picture of it at grocery outlet. Um, after I'd already called the brewery and they said that they didn't have any cans left, and then they're gonna can more in a cup in uh, in I think nine days they said, so it'll be about a week from now. Um, but this is. Uh, we always find our way back oh. home, even if it's a little hazy pale ale from Paradise Creek I Brewing in uh, Pullman, Washington. You might yes. know. I uh, might have, I heard, have heard, that. Of it. heard of that town. Um, so, this is uh, just so it's not like a hazy pale ale like that you would like a New England style. Uh, I think it's just more unfiltered. It has a little bit of haze, kind of like Bodie, if you're like in terms of like the appearance. If you ever have yeah, Bodie. Yeah uh i know you of have of course I have. any of the people so if you've poured Bodhi out of the can and looked at it in the glass or you've had it on draft it is a little bit hazy i wouldn't call it a hazy ipa but um it, definitely but unfiltered. Is, a, is you know a little bit a little bit hazy paleo living up to its name um this is, of course is a collaboration um I, it was with uh, tony poston of coog store um and uh, college hill threads um and it the proceeds go to benefit uh, students in Washington State pursuing a career, uh, a career in the wine and beverage yeah, management industry. I love that. Uh, so beer supporting beer and wine. So very cool. Um, and students who want to work in. So it's nice, nice sessionable beer, four point seven percent. So great for tailgating. Uh, if you got to be drinking all day while you're tailgating, four point seven percent. I like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's got a, for 4.7%, got a lot going on. Uh, nice little bitterness on the back. Um, it, it drinks a little more body than a typical session pail. So I, I, you know, I enjoy it. Uh, I got, I got, you know, a few more, so it might be kind of old by the time I get back to Pullman, which will be October 16th, but I'm I'm definitely gonna try to hang on to some so I can have it there and hopefully they'll just have more to buy. Um, another, a shout out for Tony, Posen and, and, and Coug Store, College Hill. Yep. Uh, I just got in the mail a book oh, today that's awesome. uh, called Butch's Game Day. And uh, so got to give that to my daughter and read that to yes. her. And it's really, you know, Butch Butch gets up and he goes to the coog and he goes to Ferdinand's and he goes tailgating, all this stuff. And so I'm really excited to when I take my daughter next month to recreate that book with her. That's going to re- be really fun. So, but yeah, check it out. Um, by the time Homecoming rolls around, hopefully they'll have uh, more uh, cans available. If not, it seems like they distributed it around town, got it at Grocery Outlet. They had a sign right out front, Grocery Outlet, about the beer, so maybe Grocery Outlet's kind of one of the preferred vendors. I'm not sure. Uh, if you don't know, the Grocery Outlet is where the old Shopco was in Pullman, up on that hill. Um, so yeah uh check it out uh, it obviously sports a scholarship uh, then you get a fi- you get to have the most local beer possible in Pullman um while you're in Pullman and I did see I thought I see saw Tony say on uh, Twitter that he expects it to be distributed a- around the state but we'll see about that seems like they're selling it pretty good in the area so that might not be might not be possible but um, yeah, check it out. So uh we always wait to find our find our way back home, even if it's a little hazy pale, ale, right. uh, Paradise Creek. That's my Pretty Fair Beer Beer of the Day, beer of the podcast. Uh, as always, this uh segment, our beer segment, was sponsored by Pretty Fair Beer in Ellensburg. No. Proudly run by Koos. Check it out. Yeah,
0: Sponsored by Oh. That's cool. <laughs>
1: I think, we, I, think oh, we I think we got it covered. I think we got it covered. Now let's move on to our unsponsored segments. Um, let's talk about the soccer team. Well,
0: teams. we are a soccer school, after all.
1: We are, and they uh, they're on a roll. They are. I mean, they as we talked about last week, they had some unlucky um, unlucky results. Still, they're six and one and one overall. Yep. And they've switched to a young, as you were mentioning, they switched to a younger goalie and they have not given up a goal since then. right? No,
0: they have not. And they, the offense is still humming right along. And you know, I know they, uh, so they went on the road this weekend down to Colorado and played uh, let's see, they played uh, Northern Colorado, I think. Northern. Right. And sorry, I'm pulling, yeah, up, pulling up the schedule here. Cause I'm a little bit behind so they played northern colorado and they also played oh yeah they played denver their last 3 games with this uh with this freshman keeper they've won by a combined score of 8 to 0 kansas denver colorado all 3 games on the road all 3 games smoking the opponent um, these are good good signs craig
1: yep and then so this week they kick off the <laughs> Uh, the, uh, <laughs> uh pack 12 schedule. Uh, so they start with Arizona and Pullman, um, before Utah the next week. Uh, I could not tell you one single thing about Arizona. Um, but you know, I think that WSU should and can beat them. So yeah. Yes. Are, are you an expert on Arizona's <laughs> soccer team? I
0: am not. Um, but, uh, I am looking, let's see. So the, I was trying to see about the keepers. So Nadia Cooper played 45 minutes against Northern Colorado. And then Marissa Zucchetto came in for the second half. It looks like, um, so that and Zucchetto was the starter. So I do not know. I do not know if. Uh, if this is a the the switch to Cooper is a permanent change or was a uh, maybe an injury change I'm honestly not sure so I'm, I'm a little I'm a little confused but Cooper at least had been playing uh, she played you know the game against Kansas and the game against Denver uh, both of them shutouts and uh, she had a, a few saves against against uh, northern Colorado so yeah I don't know I don't know about I'm, I I'm looking for clarity on the keeper situation but um, I don't see any yet. So, but they, uh, the offense, the offense for sure, uh, has a click and Grayson Lynch seems to be sort of the, uh, the Lynch pin.
1: Ha
0: ha ha Uh, so yeah, she had two more goals, uh, against Northern Colorado. She seems to be the one that that really has unlocked, uh, the potency of, of the offense, which is, which is cool, man. They've got, I, I mean, they just come at you with waves of attackers between her and Enzi Broussard. And uh, Elise Bennett and uh, oh, I'm, for, I'm forgetting somebody here already. Uh, who am I forgetting? I can't remember who I'm forgetting. Oh, uh, Frimpong Ellertsen. She's yep. a midfielder, but she plays very advanced. Um, so yeah, they uh, they 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 just come at you with waves and waves of attackers, um, and it is it is awesome, man. It is awesome. They are fun. Listen, if if like you have any interest at all in soccer, like catch these guys uh, on a stream or on TV because. Because they are actually fun as hell.
1: Yeah, they they uh, they play forward a lot. They usually pepper the goal. Um, there's a lot of action happening pretty constantly. Uh, they have they have, like we've talked about. They have uh, defenders that are very good at uh, pushing the ball forward, yep. like McKay-Mines. Uh They they just they. They have they have a very good attacking approach and they're actually very good defensively too um, and and yeah as long as they can avoid uh, you know silly mistakes that have kind of maybe hurt them in the first you know it, that where they've they're only non wins which is only two of their eight matches so far they're six one and one and so uh, then they can beat a lot of people and and Arizona is coming in they're f- three and four. No ties yet, no draws. Yeah. Uh, they lost to Gonzaga 1-0 at home. They lo- They beat Nebraska. Uh, they lost to Texas Tech. They lost to LSU, lost to Utah Valley. So, um, I don't know. It seems like uh, WC a good shot to pick up a win to open there. Open their uh, uh, Pac-12 season and and hopefully make a charge to, uh, to get yeah. back into the NCAA tournament. I will. Uh, it seems like they've set themselves up pretty well. Yes, to yes.
0: There. I think I think the loss to Arkansas State is bad, but also or sorry, the tie, the draw with Arkansas State is bad. Um, yeah. I don't think the loss to to Seattle is that bad you know seattle's typically a team that's usually pretty decent so um i will point out that uh makia menes did not play in either game over the weekend um she only played 70 minutes against kansas so that leads me to believe maybe she took a knock in that game so i I hope Mm -hmm. i hope whatever it is yeah normally she's a 90 minute player so um, i assume that she had some kind of injury there and hopefully she's back soon because she is a monster she is awesome
1: um volleyball did good i'm sorry Coog legend in yes in NCAA, sorry I, I i can't i did not, not preface that.
0: that uh volleyball had a good weekend sounds good
1: yeah they they uh they took down a couple more wins so they've they've kind of bounced back from their rough start um let, let's see that they were down in California, right? Let me. We're very yes. prepared here. At, uh, yes, they are. There was the everywhere. Thunderdome
0: Classic where they played UC Santa Barbara yep. twice, and then also played VCU, and they've now won six games on the trot, which is cool, right? Long Beach State, Northern Iowa, Gonzaga, it? six in a row.
1: Yeah, and only and they've uh, only dropped one game. Only dropped one set in the yeah. entire one set. one set in that yeah. entire time. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's good, that's good. So hopefully they are right. Yeah. You know, both of these teams are get soccer and volleyball both uh, start conference play this week. So
1: yeah, Colorado on Wednesday uh, for volleyball. They're ranked and then uh, number twenty four, and then uh, UW yep. is ranked number six. They're coming in to Pullman uh, this Sunday. Yep. So you know if you if you if you want to get your pullman in, yeah. Maybe maybe you can uh, tailgate yeah. a volleyball yeah. match. You know, like get in there, the 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 apple cup on the on the volleyball court. I don't know what if what you, if there's like a, a well, and a I, think, I think I um, think soccer,
0: yeah, soccer's at home too. So you could go Friday soccer against Arizona, and then Sunday volleyball against Washington. It's a pretty good doubleheader.
1: Pretty Definitely. good weekend. We should yeah. do that sometime. Check it out. We, we should. should. But you know what? I just drove to Pullman three <laughs> weeks in r three weekends in a row. I think I could take one off. I, yeah, think, I think I can. So. Sorry, sorry, every sorry sorry. Sorry, soccer volleyball. Yeah. I uh I think my body needs yeah, a rest. So. Or my liver. I That's right.
0: One. We'll watch it on TV.
1: Yeah. If as long as we get the uh the uh, the cast whatever Apple yeah. thing Apple yes. thing is working yes. fine. Um, but yeah, so all good stuff. Uh, anything else? No, I
0: think that's about it. I think we I think all we covered right. it. Man. So
1: we took a break and then talked for a whole seventeen minutes after. Um, I'm sure the listeners are. Thank you for sticking around. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the ones. Well, especially this week, there won't be people driving to Pullman. Sometimes you want your podcast to be even yeah, longer yeah. when you are on a long drive, so you don't have to switch no them doubt. out as often. No you are like, oh, how dare you do a short! But uh, this is a short episode for us, as long as we don't end up talking about something. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're gonna do that. If you can, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at the Craig Powers. Um, if you want to follow my Instagram, it's at Craig W Powers. Um, if you want to follow jeff on twitter it's at pod vs everyone if you want to send us questions and comments uh, podcast vs everyone at gmail.com um, yeah is that is that it that's i think all?
0: that's it that's all Go Cougs,
1: Craig. Did we talk about Did we talk about the guy that you spoiled the first quarter of the Sounders game? That's unnecessary. <laughs> no. Did we already no, talk we about don't. that? Or, I, don't, I don't
0: think we talked about that.
1: <laughs> so uh, hopefully Eric didn't already turn it off because we already did plugs. But uh, thank you for your email, Eric. Uh, I'm just gonna read it. I uh, got to tell this story. I've been suspecting for a bit that you guys be might be almost directly in front of me at the Sounders games, like a seat or two to my right. Otherwise, it would be. But it wasn't until today that I was sure. I only know because Jeff had the Coug game on his phone. This was the uh, Portland State yeah, yeah. game. And and I saw the score was only 7-0. I was going to watch the Cougs when I got home, but No. Jeff needed to watch two games at once and spoiled the score for me. Now I knew who to blame, since he talked about what he did on the podcast. And then he said some nice things about us, and that he was just joking. But, but yeah, so that's that was pretty funny. Send a you know, that's a good email. Yeah. You know that that's the bar. Well, I mean, normally that's one of the best emails. I, you know, I've normally ever
0: seen. the per- the people who suspect that they are seeing us have it confirmed when they realize that you are with me and they're like who is the tall man next to the shorter man and that's usually how it goes uh this one apparently you know my my phone was a dead giveaway this time yeah so
1: yeah glad i could help you ruined it for him man he was he was doing I the dvr thing and that's always yeah, heartbreaking yeah sorry
0: i mean it could be worse like i could have been like you know like maybe we would have lost the game and i could
1: Maybe, you know, you know maybe maybe you should uh, not look at other people's yeah, phones over yeah, their maybe. shoulder. Maybe
0: uh, that, too. But that's OK. I really look forward it's to meeting this Eric. guy at a game like that'll be awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah. That'll be very cool. All right. Well, thank you for that email, Eric. It, it was really funny the first time I read still it. Still funny. And it was just as funny yep, this time. It's still funny. <laughs> All right. Go kooks. Go Kooks,
0: Craig. Black Lives Matter.
1: Black Lives Matter, and... Get fucking
0: vaccinated.
1: Yep.